Welcome to Belly Up to the Blackboard, a podcast focused on the reality of teaching and other musings from and about professionals, hosted by Chris Munn and Justin Russell. Okay, we are live. All right. We are live. Is that what that meant? You didn't give the three, two, one Wayne's World intro, right? So we are we are recording. Kind of in person. Yeah. So Liz is back for episode four. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I did to you last one. I'm sorry. Al- it, it, the alcohol, uh, you know, place that she was at, let her loose. <laughs> well, I was locked up for the weekend. Um, <laughs> Chris, you have to edit that out. <laughs> we can do it. Do we need to, though? To join. <laughs> the teacher jail she was in, let her go. <laughs> yeah. So how are you guys? Good, good. It's uh what's new since I last saw you? It's a great uh surprise today. We had a two hour delay, as yeah. you know, and then we ended up with a snow day or an ice day. Even so, better. Yeah, so we figured why not record a podcast? We got the time. Can I just say I don't care how old you are, like snow days are the best ever. <laughs> oh my god. Like we stand in front of the TV, like we're 10 years old watching the news, right? Like, I don't even know what's going on in the world. I'm just watching that little band on the bottom of the screen and like looking for the school that we attend, right? Yep, that's exactly (laughs) it. So, you know, a nice surprise, which is really kind of our theme for today, right? Like those surprises in education, some good, some not so good, but um, talking about like maybe those unexpected those unexpected things that come along and um, what do they do to us mentally? What do they do to us professionally? And some good, some bad. Cause like today, the surprise, like that was good, right? Like that's a good <laughs> thing. Um, but there are things that come at us too that you just, you kind of shake your head and double take. So um, I don't know where you guys want to start but I think that's the theme for today is talking about like those Un- unscripted events that come into our lives that affect us professionally. So I've got a topic starter. Let's do it this way. What is the difference of thought process from when you first start teaching on snow days, possible snow days to like where we are like 13, 15, 20 years into teaching? Cause they're two different thought processes, right? When you first start teaching, what is it when a snow day comes on your first thought is? I planned all this stuff for nothing. <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I I agree. Like, when am I going to get this material in? Or now I don't have, I'm, I'm one day less we getting the, through the curriculum, right? We missed a day of learning. Yes. Yeah. Liz? Yeah, you guys are cutting in and out. No, I'm going to say I never had that feeling. Like, <laughs> never did I think like, oh, God, like, <laughs> never, never. I always have taken it like, woohoo, like take back to childhood where the big plow snowdrifts were at the end of our dead end street and we just went and convened and played king of the mountain. Like I have never <laughs> literally thought, oh shit, how am I ever going to <laughs> no, 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 no. You're no. the anomaly then is what you're saying. Oh, I'm going to bet that anyone listening that there are at least a few people who feel the way I do. Well, if and weeds then, listening, weeds in my camp, like now. Yeah, yeah. Now, the difference, and I've seen these memes on Facebook, and it's just like they say, um, kids today never understand how like 
you're uh, you're getting up early, watching the screen like it's the NFL draft, watching for your 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 school to be listed. Now they get a text message before it even starts. To say, oh, I got you know school's canceled. I can go back to bed. You don't get up just watching the screen, eyes glued to it. Okay, but did you guys? Did you keep refreshing? No, uh, I watched the TV. Oh, I kept refreshing the website of that news station. Oh, now now closings to see the closings oh right i do that now yeah but like said this morning um i i kind of had a thought that we were gonna have at least a delay because when i let our dog out at like four um i almost fell on my ass um because it was icy so then i'm like oh we might have a delay and then we got that and um yeah so i refreshed the website but it's 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 a little different the website it is but here's my question to you guys then did you work on schoolwork today like okay first of all you guys are actually at school so <laughs> let's talk about that that you guys are already there but like seriously were you productive today because i know people who totally took this day and it's like yeah like i'm gonna do all school work i'm the i'm a, i'm not in that camp at all like where do you guys fall i'll let chris start first on that one okay so well, when it was a, it was a delay, we went to school. I went to school after I dropped my kids off at daycare and just assumed that I'll get there a couple hours early, still later than what I normally get. But, um, you know, I get some stuff done for, uh, for school and for practice. And, um, after that, once we found out it was canceled, I, I called our daycare to see, Hey, do we, do you want me to pick up the kids? And a couple of their friends were there. So they stayed, they stayed at daycare. So, I came home honestly and just played with my dogs. We have a new, you know, a 10 month old or 10 week old puppy. And so I, we just played all day. That, that, that's what I did. I don't know about you, Justin. Yeah. If, when I was a new teacher, I would just go to the school and work all day. You're right. And obviously after time has gone on today, once we found out that the, uh, you know, school was canceled, I was like, well, it's a free day. I'm going home. <laughs> I didn't do anything. I can't tell you what I did the last like eight hours. I don't know what I did. Like, <laughs> but as a new teacher though, and Liz, let me know what you think. As a younger teacher, you always feel like you need to make sure you're overly prepared. Yeah. So on a snow day, you go to school and you. Liz is shaking her head. No. no, she said no. <laughs> okay. So my thought process, I guess. I Oh, so I always wanted to make sure I was overly prepared, yes. but now as a, so like, and, and I didn't have kids. I would, um, you know, go in and work for a while. Cause it wasn't bad. I mean, yeah. it was icy, but, yeah. but now it's like, you know what I can, it takes less time for me to get plans set up. So I'm like, I have this day and, um, yeah, I just played it. Now I thought the last, you know, after the COVID and doing all of the, um, the virtual teaching, I thought there was never going to be a snow day again. Yep. I'm um, shocked. That's, yeah, I'm shocked. Yeah, and, and I think it's those ones that, that jump up and surprise you. Like today, I don't think yesterday we ever thought that maybe there was going to be a snow day. So you couldn't tell the kids, hey, make sure you bring your stuff home so you're ready to go. Um, so I think those, you'll still have them, just maybe not as many. When you know there's a big storm coming in, kids get prepared or teachers prepare kids for the the next day but um it's nice to know you do still have a snow day 
Well, yeah, they're on the unsuspected, uh, you know, unplanned surprises. And I think those are the best part about, you know, what we do is they're kind of a perk. I, I hate to say that that is, it's not listed in the uh, benefits package when you apply for the job of teaching, right? Like possible snow days. Nobody puts that in there. Um, but I think that that has to be something that uh, everyone keeps in mind that, you know, at the end of the day, we're human. Snow days are snow days. They're free days off, right? So, okay, and we'll get into more surprises, but and we can edit this out if you want. But also, I just want to like note that I come from the generation also, like before, like the online and everything. If you were going to be gone a day, like I still had to drive to the school and like drop off my stuff. <laughs> there was no such no. thing as like, yeah, hey, no like Internet. I'm going to email these to you. So I'm aging myself, but that was like, or you just didn't have them. Like they just winged right. it. But um, well, we're aging ourselves too by the call you actually had to call in yes that's what i was just gonna say do you remember the call-in oh my gosh do you remember the call-in days oh yeah those are the best and you always (laughs) even when you were sick you do you remember even when you were sick you weren't sure if you sounded sick enough right (laughs) (laughs) i really won't be there yeah so all right so we've got the snow day what are some other like when you think of our profession and so much is really like forecast and, but so much isn't like, what are some of those things that pop up either on a daily basis that you go, you kind of know what's coming, but it's always a surprise. And then some things too, that it's like, Oh my God, where did this come from? This is totally out of the blue. Like, can you think of things that like, I think by virtue of working with humans every day, you're in for surprises, but Um, also on a system scale, like there are some things that almost still shock us, even no matter how long you're in this. You know, it's not for me, one that pops out and it's not as bad as if you don't say bad as it used to be when I, when I worked at the shelter for a year, but um, when you get a new kid in the middle of the, the semester, right? You're like, you're not, it's something you don't expect. It, it just pops up that day. And now all of a sudden um, you got to plan, not so much plan for another kid, but I mean, you've got to kind of figure some things out um, that you didn't expect, right? It's, it's a small wrench and you don't know the kid. You don't know how he's going to, he or she is going to mesh with the kids you already have. Uh, But again, like working at a shelter, I had new kids coming in every day and kids going out. Um, so, I mean, that made it easier, but now it's still, you know, a kid pops up every now and then, and you're not, you're not expecting it. And it's almost, you had to start the lesson over, right? Like you are starting, you're not necessarily progressing every day. You're re you're almost restarting every day. Yeah. And, and there's, for some kids, there's certain reasons why they're showing up to your uh, class or your school in the middle of a semester, right? It's, yeah. You know, so you're always wondering that too. And you don't know all the information, but you're always wondering why, why are they transferring or moving in, you know? Yeah. Spring break or after spring break. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I would say, well, go ahead. No, I was going to say, uh, my unplanned surprise would be, we had that one this year, remember the, or a couple of years ago, the gas leak. Oh yeah. In the building. 
and they, they had to close the building. There was, everyone had to evacuate. Um, all the kids got to go home, but that was after buses were able to get there. And we walked to the middle school. We walked to the middle school. Um, you know, that is not necessarily a day off. Um, it kind of is, but you're still responsible for kids. Yeah. Yeah. You had to, I know you had to take all of the kids to the, the middle school. And then once they were gone and picked up, you could walk back, get in your car and leave. <laughs> yeah. So it was a half yeah. day almost. Yeah. Almost a half day. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's when we talk about surprises in this profession, like dealing with humans. I mean, I don't know. I guess there are some professions that like, I'm guessing an emergency doctor is always dealing with surprises. But <laughs> um, think about some of those system, system things like in your career, have there ever been any moments where you think, oh my God, like, what was the word I couldn't read? Curveball. Like oh. where a curveball is just totally thrown at you, where it's like, it has, catapulted you into like a quick turnaround a quick change like on your feet like can you guys think of any systems change that came seemed to come out of the blue but or maybe just through a curveball into like what your regular regular life looked like as far as a professional i don't know if that's a fair question i don't know no i get uh i got one that pops into my head and it was last year was in the middle of a semester, we had to change our assessment <laughs> for our kids. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. I mean, talk about a curveball, not just the middle of the year, the middle of a semester, you know. It's and not only curveball in assessments, but we had to re-baseline every kid, reassess every kid as where they are, like, level-wise, determine, like, differentiation, curriculum, differences, and then also we couldn't reschedule those kids and regroup them. Like we had to differentiate almost four or five different levels of kids in one class period. Um, and I, and I know, and I can't speak for Chris, but I know that's, that's where the frustration came is we all, we all of a sudden in a 24 hour period had to plan almost three different lessons for one class period. Yeah. And, and I think, and, and this is kind of a, I'll pat myself on the back and Justin too, is that we're usually pretty good at adjusting on the fly. And I think our administrators would agree with that too, is that, you know, it, it was a curveball. It wasn't a choice to deal with. We had to. So it's just like, okay, we've got to do this. Let's just, let's figure it out. You know, you, you can't say no. Right. Okay. You know what I just thought of too? Like, oh, I, I think this speaks to like the norm, the new normal, because we didn't even talk about like the mother of all curveballs, COVID. Like, well, yeah. how how sad is that? That that's it's like, sadly, violence, like school shootings have just come like third page news, like COVID. Like that was the mother of all <laughs> system yeah. change, right? And we're not even talking about that. So, like, yeah. I just think that's a commentary. But you guys are bringing up, touching on a point that I think is significant, where. You talk about like administration and administrators who are not in the classroom on a daily basis, yet sometimes make decisions that cause you to turn on a dime. Mm -hmm. And how yeah. does that play in those relationships? How does that play with morale? How does that change in your perspective of 
Yeah. What the hell? Like I'm trying to do this job. And then like, we know that that happens. Like administrators at a dime, like they just went to a conference and they have this directive or this, and now we want you to propose this. Like, so talk a little bit about that too, because there are things you can control and things that are imposed upon you. Yeah. And how much of those, I mean, COVID, I said, sadly, we're just going to not talk about that because that's no talk about in like, those things that are imposed upon us and how does yeah. that make you feel as an educator? Because I think that when we're talking about this podcast, we're talking about like the um, collaborative community feeling of what it is to be an educator. So talk about that as an educator standpoint, like how does that feel when you are asked, demanded, whatever the word is, quote unquote, to asked. suddenly change the All and told, right? Yeah. What do you say? Voluntold, or he said, he said, asked to do with air quotes, right? Um, no, that's a with air quotes. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point. And Chris and I have talked about this many times. We always come back to that idea about the burden of competence, right? Like once not only admin but colleagues see that you are competent, that you say what you're going to do and what you mean you become like a thousand times more reliable, right? And the idea becomes as soon as you are seen as somebody who's capable of doing something, regardless of what area it is, you get asked to do a lot more things. Because not only, like Chris said, not only do we have our concerns, but we always will say yes. Like at the end of the day, of all the, of all the teachers that we can think of, we're a small part of that, but I, I think there's many teachers in our building that will say yes. But Chris and I, when it comes to like, here's a new student, here's a new curriculum, here's a new thing that we want to try. Chris and I always go, we'll make it work. I mean, that's our motto. We, we, we have made that kind of our initiative that we'll make it work. The problem with that is that we put too much on our plate. I think. I think so. And it's, we, um, uh it's tough to after you've done that for so long <clears throat> of saying why well, this is too much right yeah it's not about saying no because <laughs> we know the value in saying we'll make it work and don't get me wrong chris but correct me and correct me if i'm misquoting you but we like the game of chess like we love the idea of of thinking three p moves ahead right like we love that challenge but the problem with that becomes and especially for new teachers like there shouldn't be the idea that you're, you're trying to plan three moves ahead, right? Like when it shouldn't be where we are and we've said yes to too many things. And I think that's where we are now is that we love the challenge, but at the same time, we've taken on too much. When I, and with new teachers too, it's always the, I want to make sure I'm needed. Yes. I, I want to be asked to do these things because if I am asked to do these mm -hmm. things, I, you know, they're going to come to me and now all of a sudden, I'm a, a meaningful part of this. Right. I, I, you know, I'm a, a bigger stakeholder. Absolutely. And I think new teachers probably do that just for the fact that um, at least before, you know, we're, we're short of subs and teachers <laughs> is that they wanted to make sure they secured their position in the, in the school or the right. district. Um, so I think that's when you get a lot of those yeses from new teachers, which, you know, could turn into burnout. Um, yes. The one thing I was thinking about when we, we talk about, um, you know, administration asking you turning on a dime. Um, it's it's hard to do, but sometimes you you almost have to sit back and go, okay, 
um, it's not a shoot the messenger kind of deal because it may be your immediate administrator asking you to do it, but their hands may be tied as well. Yeah. They're voluntold as well, right? Like you have to get this initiative off the ground in your building, find people that'll do it. Right. So if you can take a second to think, okay, are they the ones really asking this or are they just the ones passing it along? Um, Because we can get pretty um, aggravated or jaded with, you know, the most, the closest relationship with administration, you know, whatever that closest administrator may be, but they might not be making that decision. They may just be, you know, they're the ones telling you to do it. And it's not their, uh, it was not their idea, I guess. Yep. And Liz and Chris, I think you'd both agree. We all three have a very good relationship with our admin. Like, I I don't know. I don't want to speak for you too, but I feel like I can be honest and open with my admin. And I think that has what has made me comfortable with where I've been for so many years. And if you can find an admin, that means a principal, vice principal, your, your direct supervisors that you can be open and honest with. And you know, they're not going to consequentially punish you because of that. You have a great situation, right? Um, The ability to not only just vent, but bring concerns and and know that you're going to be listened to, not necessarily an answer to, but know you're going to be listened to. I think that is the key, right? Yeah, because they can't always agree with you. And Liz can, you know, give us her thoughts here, but they can't always agree with you. Mm with everything, but they can understand what it's putting on you. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. So I think you guys bring up a couple of good points and that is one, when changes are imposed on you, like understanding, like, or going back to that commitment that you feel as a professional, you know, and like looking around at the people you're surrounded with, like you can kind of determine who is going to just dig in and realize like, you know what, this is part of our job and who's going to push back and really make their lives more complicated because it's like, okay, like we didn't sign up for a nine to five job. Like, right. we know, like, yes, we know. Job. And then the, and then I think that's a tribute to you guys because you do roll with the punches and it's not that you don't have your opinions and it's not that it's not stressful. Like you guys were there today on a snow day, like, you, know, <laughs> yeah. like you put in the time, But I think you guys are like, you epitomize those qualities that we think all educators have, but we know that not all educators do have. And then the other part was, so that was blowing sunshine to you guys, like, right? Like, appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, But the other thing is really talking about that relationship with admins, because what you just talked about, I think is, I don't know, I'm curious, like, how do you, how do you come to that understanding that admins are sometimes also not acting of their own volition. Like where in your career do you learn that and understand? Because I have always been a firm believer. I've always had good relationships with my administrators. I've also had knockdown drag outs with every administrator that I've ever worked with. <laughs> but it's like that cartoon where they just punch in the wolf and the dog where it's like, yeah. <laughs> yep. Now, yep. like the next day we're good because right. I've worked on those relationships. And what is it that, Like, I think there is a, there are two camps here. There are people who can have those relationships and there are people who constantly see an us versus them mentality. Yeah. And how do you work towards that? Because as we're talking about surprises, as we're talking about like curveballs that are thrown to us, 
like that is that the difference in like have you established that relationship i don't know talk a little bit i guess like you're just your thoughts ruminate on that a little bit like how does your relationship with your admin affect how you receive some of those curveballs and surprises i i think it's one is having that um that relationship builds over time so i don't think as a first year teacher you really have that i think you build that within um, you know, you trust your admin more as the years go by, being able to have those frank conversations and, and they trust you as well. Um, for me, I think you can see it a lot of times when it's a, if it's a district initiative, you know, you can tell that that's not coming from just your building principal or whoever it may be admin, um, but it's, it's top down. <laughs> or like you said, if they go to um, conferences, all of a sudden they you know, the whole district administration goes to a conference and you, you know, you find out what that conference is about, you know, what's coming downhill at you. Um, and the other thing too, I think sometimes, and it depends on your admin, but I think sometimes you can tell just by the way they deliver it, whether it is an idea that they, they birth, or if it is, um, something that they're just the, um, you know, the speaker for, or the mouthpiece for, yeah. But I think the biggest thing is that that relationship that builds over time, you can kind of tell um, if you've worked with an admin long enough, you can kind of tell when, when it was their idea, when it's somebody else's idea, just by even just body language. Yeah. No, and I was going to, I was going to actually, there's two points and I was going to pose a question to you, Liz. Um, but the first port, point that I wanted to make is, I think this goes back to our last podcast about the, the great resignation. One right? that I wasn't in. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Episode, episode two. <laughs> episode two, where we talked about what is it about teachers? Because it's not about pay. It's not, I, I, I'll take that. It's not just about pay. There are several things. And one thing I wanted to pose to you, Chris, is about, you brought up the thing about trust, which I completely agree. Do you think that, it is more when we when we think about being open with our admin and Liz, feel free to add into this because I'd like your opinion too. Do you feel about when being comfortable and open with admin? Do you think that is more about us as teachers, the ability to trust our admin that they'll they'll guard our concerns and thoughts? Or do you think it's more about the ability of admin to trust that we as the teachers? will carry out what they need to get done because it's being been dictated by the DO. Uh, which one of those do you think it is? My job over here. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I seriously, as Liz, you, and I think you posed that question is when we think about first year teachers, we have nothing but trust in our admin, right? We believe that admin is, is speaking on behalf of us as teachers. As we do this job more and more and more, would you agree, Chris and Liz, that we start to realize that our, our job is not dictated by our admin, but more about initiatives from the DO? Is that a true case or am I kind of making a phantom case here about that? Liz, go ahead. What do you think? I, I think, what is that buzzing? Are you guys getting Just, Justin's got it. He forgot to turn his phone off. More important people. Um, I think no, it's- I know who it is. This is interesting because 
I want to say it depends on the district. Um, well, speak from your daughter's standpoint, then, like you said, your teacher's a, a, an educator. Like, I would love to know what her thoughts are on this because she's she's semi new, right? Like, she's about five years in, and really, like, she likes her district and she likes her administrators, and like, she has no complaints. It's more like her own personal thing. I'm gonna say, like, in different districts, I have felt more like, oh my god, this is like a total do thing versus. I think the current situation is more do. I think my past experiences, like I have felt totally like there are building initiatives and those principals are just going to go to bat for the, I don't know. Like I feel like now, <laughs> you kind of cut, you kind of cut out there a little bit. Oh, sorry. I've had experiences on both ends where I okay. feel like in one case, the do is very much like imposing things another one it's been more collaborative i've also been at higher ed where it's like that's just a cluster of all, all on its own um, yeah i don't know so maybe this is a great uh a great uh encouragement to those of you out there that if you want to share what your thoughts are i i think this is a a good survey right like it's a good heartbeat on where us as educators are because I think in a in the ability for us to do what we believe is best is not driven by what we see daily, but also it has to align with the district initiatives. And if we don't believe in those, I think that says a lot, right? Well, and for me, it really comes down to the individual teacher. And I think like, you know, what's the quote? Um, the the small number of individuals can make the largest impact like i think it comes down to the individuals and a collect uh, the collective response of individuals to say like that is not what i believe in like i think it takes an individual to be able to know exactly why they are in education and be able to really no matter even if they have no army behind them to stand up to the district office for what yeah like I, I i firmly believe that and that's what's driven my practice is that i don't need an army and i don't need like the <laughs> chorus behind me if i i know what i believe about education and i think like young teachers we have to encourage them that it's like i don't know at some point like i've been willing to lose my job i've been willing to lose my job over what i believe in and i love that, that. yep that's the district and i think you really have to like anything else. And if you think of people who have changed history, it's people who are willing to adhere to those convictions, whatever the cost is, because it's really what you believe in. And I just think like edu as educators, we can't live in this bubble of fear because like, what do they know more than we do? They yeah. just have the title, right? Right. right. Yeah. They just have the title. I don't think there are any that, and it's no diss to admins, but like they just have the title. Yes. And they may not even have as many years of experience as you do. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Because I think there should be a qualification. Like you have had to have been in the classroom for X amount of years because so many admins, so many leaders, it drives me freaking nuts. <laughs> yes. Like, they lose sight of what it is to be that classroom. Well, you, and you can tell they were, they did the steps to get to where they are. They didn't, they didn't go through the teaching and experience and all the other process, right? Like their whole mission in life or professional development 
Nice, Liz. Um, was to become an administrator, right? And I think we see a lot of that. Don't you agree? That teachers within five, six years, they literally just became admin, correct? Yeah. Well, I think you can see <clears throat> there's a big difference between people that go into education to be an administrator and those who become a teacher and then want to affect larger than a single class size at a time. Yeah. There's a huge difference. And usually you can kind of spot them. You yep. can spot them pretty good. And I always relate this to the entrepreneurial field where you look at any great investor, Buffett, Ackerman, you look at any top CEO right now, they don't tell you to go through the training to become a CEO. You become an entrepreneur. What they tell you is if you have a passion in life or you have an area that you're interested in, go start working for that type of company. So if you want to become your own entrepreneur and own a landscaping company, they don't tell you to start one right away. They tell you to go work for a successful business. So you learn the ins and outs. You learn how to hire. You learn how to fire. You learn how to do all of the accounting practices in, in day in and day out. So when you form your own business, you have the expertise to do it. And I am very passionate in this area where I've seen too many times people within five, six years of becoming an educator or admin, and they haven't spent the time in the classroom. They haven't spent the time in dealing with day-to-day -day operations, working with students, working with those parents who are very adamant about their kids' growth education they don't work with colleagues at the same level because their whole mission in life is become an admin yeah. right so, oh i was just gonna say i do you have anything like to follow up with that liz because i was gonna no, so 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 we're kind of swimming in the deep end of this conversation here let's let's go back to the shallow end a little bit so what is like a daily we can cut that out <laughs> so okay we talked about big picture things like just on a random day what when we talk about like surprises right one thing i always i thought of immediately and i kind of laughed at because i can picture it is when you're working in your classroom with kids and then all of a sudden you get the text that there's donuts and cookies in the class or, or in the teacher's lounge. <laughs> and, and you see all of a sudden a teacher start walking that way and you know exactly, exactly where they're going. I put a senior responsible for the class and I go. <laughs> that is perfect, Chris. That was awesome. It's kind of like sitting in a meeting and when your colleague has a new baby, your life. The food thing, the food thing, because that will get teachers any day, right? Like, oh, yeah. oh what we're talking about? There's pizza in the, there's pizza, there's donuts, like, yeah. yeah. Or all of a sudden you're in a meeting, and then they cut it out, like they're like, oh well, you know, that's kind of all we got for today, and it was supposed to go another half hour, and then all of a sudden you're done, and you have a half yeah. hour. Yeah. Does it ever happen on Thursday morning? <laughs> Um, sometimes it, the, okay. the director or the, uh, whoever's teaching it changes. Sometimes. Who's ever hosting it. The host. There we go. Uh, um, let's say 
segue here and we can start wrapping this up, but let's talk about surprises because, you know, one of the things that is posed to us, everything like burnout is big, like people are resigning. Um, some districts are offering resignation bonuses. <laughs> yeah at thousand dollars um, you're kind of breaking up a little bit you might have to start over with that oh shit okay go ahead. i'll be right back you guys talk so i i think one great unexpected surprise is when somebody comes to observe your class but they send you an hour later like kudos right like they're like hey you did an outstanding job on this, this, and this. And you're like, I just showed a video today. <laughs> right? Like, that is a great unexpected surprise. Okay, that's, good. that's good. That's a good surprise versus, hey, I just sat in your room for 10 minutes and I think you suck. Yes, um, exactly. Or here's 15 things you need to change. No, what I was what I was getting at was the fact that, like, you know, we're getting a thousand dollars from our governor in yep. the great state of Iowa, and you don't have to be a fan of hers, which, for the record, I'm not. Um, however, <laughs> like that recognition, that recognition is a like I don't know what the motive is, but like that's a nice surprise that um, yeah. unexpected. Yeah, so I was going to ask you guys what you're going to do with your thousand. Your unexpected, <laughs> well, okay. unexpected six hundred dollars actually when it comes through our paycheck. Yeah, after federal and uh, state tax, I want to yeah. pay bills. That on friends, who's FICA and why are they taking all my money? <laughs> um, I don't know about you, Liz, but um, I think another great unexpected surprise is when you're in meetings. And somebody recognizes you for something you've done. Okay. You guys just, if everyone out there needs to know, like, yes, like, I get it. Like, okay, you're, you're totally frozen too. Uh, we're on <laughs> video, everyone. So, yeah. So, I guess be prepared for tomorrow. So, the biggest shout out of your lives. That, Stop uh, it. You better not. You better not recognize us tomorrow. You, you beg for it. So tomorrow I'm just going to be like, woo. Well, I can't take pleasure in giving you a hard time now because you're going to actually do it. Yeah. So I'm giving you guys a shout out tomorrow. <laughs> I feel like I can also bring donuts and pizza. Uh, yes, you always definitely lunch at some point. Because to Chris's point, like surprises, like, oh my gosh, there's like food in here. So yeah. I don't know. What other, what other topics? You know, they, we do, we used to do, well, we still do. Our district does a teacher of the, is it the month or quarter? So it's a shining star or something. This is what I hear and see of you. Yeah, we got that all. You. <laughs> we're, bre- we're breaking up apparently a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um our district does a teacher of the is it quarter semester do they? Do they? i think it's a teacher of the semester it's something that they do and they 
recognize him at a board meeting. I'm so they rec- I'm giving you guys the biggest shout out, Gooey, tomorrow. Like you've never. Seen <laughs> you before. suck. I will. I will discredit everything you say. Oh, oh. I'll be sick tomorrow. <laughs> Are, we should like advertise at this podcast at faculty meetings. Yes. We'll have to ask. Shannon just downloaded it. She didn't know about it. She just downloaded it the other day. And then we had a couple other teachers that didn't know that they they were working. You're a PR guy. PR lady. PR person. I was asking you what you're going to do with your $600 after taxes that you'll get from the governor. I'm going to put it into the podcast. Are you guys putting that towards your land grant? Ooh, land fund. Well, hey, our, our new I thing. I money for some of this stuff, too. I thought of that. Like, yeah. I need to Venmo you. I need to you money. Our new thing is um, delinquent taxes on houses. So you basically pay the delinquent tax. You buy the house from the state, and if they don't pay, if the owner doesn't pay you the tax <laughs> back. You own the house. Yeah, they will do that. You froze while smiling. So I want to take that as a verbal yes from you, Liz. <laughs> okay, so here's here's our homework for you, Liz. To Ready? recap. To recap. Stop <laughs> <laughs> recording. Why are we still recording? We're recording. So here's here's our homework for you. One, I'm gonna once we stop this, I'm gonna send you the the audio, and you gotta tell yeah. me if it's worth the darn or not. Two. Okay. You gotta, you gotta uh, promote our podcast here tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow, and then three, you gotta figure out merch. You're a merch person. We need T-shirts during cluster for about our podcast. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you with questions or topic ideas. Send us an email at bellyuptotheblackboardpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at BellyUpPod, on Instagram at BellyUpToTheBlackboardPodcast, and subscribe to us on your preferred podcast platform.